0: And welcome back to a fresh episode of Sam's Business Growth Show. I am humbled and very, very excited to be joined by the sales legend that is Scott Ingram today. Scott is the host of the Sales Success Stories and Daily Sales Tips podcasts. He's the author of two books, Sales Success Stories and B2B Sales Mentors. He's also a quota-carrying sales professional working for the professional services company Relationships One as an account director. Scott lives with his wife and two daughters in Austin, Texas, where he'll be hosting the third Sales Success Summit on October 12th and 13th. Scott, a very warm welcome, my friend. How are you doing? Great to be here, Sam. Thanks for having me. No worries, dude. So excited to jump in. And um, there's a few main things we want to cover, as always, on the show. So it'd be good. I know you've hammered out your story on quite a few podcasts. So if we could get a quick high-level overview of, of your story up to now, um, but then we'll jump into the meaty stuff. So we want to learn your top sales, business growth and marketing tips. So actual insights for everyone that's tuning in, in terms of how they can generate more pipeline, how they can get more deals done and how they can actually bring in some more opportunities. So yeah, learning a bit more about this. There's, there's plenty of us to talk about with your podcast, with your live events and with the work you're doing in terms of marketing right now. Um, but if you give us a quick background on yourself before we jump into that, that'd be great. Please, Scott. Yeah, absolutely. So I have really kind of
1: vacillated back and forth between more entrepreneurial things and more truly sales uh, specific roles. So I started my first company when I was 20 years old, a company called Gray Matter Technologies. Uh, this was long before Breaking Bad, but that was kind of a fun surprise. I'd, I'd sold the company. I had no association with it uh, by the time I, I tripped upon that little, <laughs> that little nugget. Uh, that was in Southern California. And then Gosh, 15, 16 years ago, we moved to Austin. And uh, in Austin, I started uh, an organization called Network in Austin. So it was a a business networking organization and and kind of business community that happened around that, but ultimately went into true traditional sales roles, initially working with ADP. So I worked in their major accounts division, selling payroll and HR solutions to uh, kind of mid-market companies here locally. And then really got into the marketing technology space that I've been in for probably the last dozen years. Uh, Worked with two companies that went public, first with Bizarre Voice, then with Eloqua. Uh, after we went public at, at Eloqua, we were a public company for one whole quarter. We did one earnings call and then an Oracle came calling and gave us a, close to a billion dollars. Oh, wow. Uh, and, and I became, yeah, I, I overnight became uh, an Oracle employee, uh, which is something that I, I tolerated for six or seven months. But I'm, I'm a much more, you know, small company, nimble kind of guy working for an organization that large wasn't quite the right fit for me. But today... I still work in that space, and I I joke that uh, I'm as close as I can be to Eloqua without having to work for Oracle, Uh, and I work for a a professional services firm that works with Oracle Marketing Cloud clients. So most of my clients are large Fortune 500 uh, marketing organizations that are leveraging kind of the Oracle Marketing Cloud suite of of tools. And then uh, about three and a half years ago, really started this passion project side hustle uh, that started with the Sales Success Stories podcast. And, and that's a show where, you know, there's a lot of sales podcasts out there, but what was missing for me, and I've, I've been a consummate consumer of sales content for years, right? I've read all the books. I've, I've, you know, watched tons of webinars and all this all this stuff. What was missing for me was, I want to hear from the people that are doing the very best right now in this, in this very moment, which is becoming even more uh, relevant these days, I I think with all that's happening in the world. So I only interview number one and top 1% individual contributors. So they have to be carrying a quota. They have to be in that role selling today, having extraordinary levels of success. And we go super deep. I mean, those are, those are very long uh, episodes. And and that's kind of the reason that I started the opposite show uh, now about a year and a half ago in daily sales tips, because I realized the two best things about sales success stories are also the two worst things about it. So one, my criteria is ridiculous. So every now and then I'll come across somebody really cool that I would love to talk to on the podcast, but they don't meet the criteria because they're a CEO or or they're doing something else and they're not in that type of a role, sure. uh, and that okay. was really why I created Daily Sales Tips. And it's much much shorter. Uh, you know, those my average episode on Sales Success story is probably gosh ninety minutes. I mean, we really go deep. Uh, daily Sales Tips is probably five minutes or less on on average. So really quick hits, really hard hitting uh, nuggets, and and all of that has been. Uh, just a, a a ton of fun, and then you know all the other stuff that 's spun out of that, so we we do this annual event uh There have been books that we 've been producing my one of the other projects I did earlier this year that 's been fascinating is i I built uh some some assets and some content and just pulled together some top tips from folks on LinkedIn who are doing incredible things, and we call those our our LinkedIn sales stars. Uh, so it's, it's been, it's been quite an adventure. And, and for me, it's been, you know, the relationships I've built and the mentors I've been able to gain through all of those conversations and all of this community building work has made me such a stronger sales professional and it also allows me to kind of exercise my inner marketing demons and and play with and experiment with a lot of different things as I as I work to grow the podcast and grow the community and grow these events and all these things that we're doing. So it's it's just it's super fun. I still get to kind of scratch that entrepreneurial itch that I continue to have. I'm a very itchy guy from, from that perspective, uh, but, but still love my, my traditional uh,
0: sales role. So it's, it's the best of all worlds. Awesome, man. It sounds like you're very, very busy running all these different platforms, all this content going out. So you must be nonstop. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. There's, there's a process for all of that for dang sure. That's it. Cool. So love that you're, you're involved in sales, you're involved in marketing. So I'm sure there's plenty of us to discuss. Um, And as we were saying just before we started recording, we talked about how we can build effective relationships through this content and through meeting people on the podcast. Um, So what our audience are are keen to know, Scott, is what's working for you in terms of what's generating pipeline for your main business um, in terms of sales, um, as well as your other businesses. So perhaps we could start with that in terms of the channels that you're utilizing, both from a digital perspective and maybe offline perspective, if there is some as well. Yeah,
1: the, this is I'm actually really excited to talk about this because I I don't know that I've I've really spoken about it publicly very much but it's again it's such an interesting place that I'm in because I get the direct experience from everything. So as you said, I mean there's a ton of content going out between the podcasts, I'm obviously on other shows like yours, so I'm on other podcasts, we're doing webinars, we're doing all of this stuff and and I'm leveraging LinkedIn and we've got an email list. And so there's regular communications going through with that. I I think that what's interesting to me is I I really, from a direct response perspective, I think that piece is really hard. Like getting people to take an action to throw money at you through pure marketing. I I don't, I'm not good enough at it. Right to, to get people to say, yep, I've seen your stuff. Here's $1,000 to come attend your event. Okay. However, I, I think the value of building a brand and more specifically building a personal brand, I think it's much easier to build a brand as an individual than it is to build a company brand because it's just the way that we interact. Like, I don't actually interact with a company. I, I know people right? And I want to understand them. I want to know their lives. I want to know their background. Like that's how we as humans connect. So I think in a lot of ways, it's easier to build that personal brand if you'll put it out there, right? So it's it's this idea of understanding, well, where are your customers, right? What are sure. the platforms that they live on? Obviously these days it's, it's, we're, we're really focused on the online platforms we, because we're not going to the events and the conferences and, and things that, that we used to. Um, but then it's, it's, so that helps with that awareness and that sense of knowing, especially I've, I think a podcast is such an incredibly powerful tool because I'm literally in somebody's head. We are in your listener's head right now for the next 30, 40 minutes, whatever it's, it's going to be, right? That's a very intimate thing. You hear my voice, you hear my inflection, you hear my passion. Um, and, and that means something, I, I think, right? That, that's so much more than what you could ever do by visiting my website, by, by even, you know, looking at my LinkedIn profile, although I, st- I still think that that's kind of a powerful tool. But the point of all this is I find it much easier. And, and the, the tip in all of this is pick up the phone and talk to people, okay. right? Be- because I can send what I think is a pretty damn compelling email and say, Hey, you got to come join us at this event and you've got to get, get engaged in this way. And like, yeah, Okay, maybe a few people will respond. I mean, fairly, very small percentages. But if I'll pick up the phone and have a conversation with somebody, I I go from probably less than 1% conversion to closer to 50% conversion. That's a massive difference. It's 50 times or maybe even more effective from that perspective. And there's not much more going on. It's just that human to human connection. And it's just that I'm, individually, personally understanding, Sam, what's going on in your world and how this is going to apply and how we can connect the dots and how we can make this work. And then it's just kind of no brainer, right? And and it's, it's amazing to me how many people I'll have that conversation with who said, you know, yeah, I've been thinking about this. It's on their mind, but it's just that final little push because we all have so many things coming at us there's so many things on our to-do list that we know we ought to do but it's gonna take an effort and there's and you know something's always gonna pop up so at the end of the day to me that's the difference between sales and marketing you know sure. sales is so required for that that final kind of red zone final 10 yards we, we just we have to ask we just, have to, we just have to make the ask. We just have to have the conversation um, to, to bring this together. And so that's, that's kind of on the sales success side. During my day job working with, with large enterprise organizations, it's the same thing, but it's having those conversations with many more stakeholders and just understanding what, what in this is important to you. Right. And, and understanding all of those individual agendas and how that impacts the department and the overall business goals and the things that they're trying to accomplish professionally, personally, all those, all those different things. At the end of the day, it comes down to, you gotta be human. You gotta have a conversation and that's what drives business.
0: Awesome, man. So we've covered a lot there. So we started with personal building a personal brand so have you got any tips, Scott, on people that have just started doing this or people that aren't even sure what that actually means on how you can get stuck into building a personal brand? Does that mean just going on LinkedIn? Or you did mention go on the platforms your buyers are on. So I guess yep. if you're in B2B selling of your products business to business, then LinkedIn may be the one. Um, you also mentioned podcasts. But do we have to start a podcast? Do we have to be on LinkedIn to, to really maximize our sales and maximize our, our pipeline for, for new business? Yeah,
1: I'm great Great, very nuanced question. I mean, we could talk about that for the next hour. And, and I, I have been having those, those conversations <laughs> here, here recently. You know, let me, let me try and simplify this a, a, a little bit. I think that we can make personal branding way too big and, and too, um, just too, too much and, and too multifaceted in a way that's going to keep us in fear and keep us from starting. I, th- I think the key is, and one of the, the guiding books uh, that r- has really informed my thinking around this um, is a book called Content Inc. And Content Inc. was written by Joe Polizzi. Joe started the Content Marketing Institute, um, ran that organization for about five years and then sold it for many millions of dollars. I don't remember what the, what the number was. And Content Inc. was really his playbook. And it's it's actually quite simple and and at the core of it, it's really this idea that so many businesses fail because they start with an idea. Like I'm gonna build this product and then I'm gonna go try and sell the product after I've created it. And and they fail because they don't really have an audience, they don't even have anybody to sell that product to. And it may even not even be the right fit in what the market needs. And so Joe's idea is let's turn that around and first build an audience. And once you've built that audience, then let's ask the audience what they need, what they want, and create that. And if you create that, well, your audience is probably gonna buy it. They're the ones that told you. So your odds of success are much, much higher. So that's that's part of the core premise of the book. In terms of building that audience, it's really about finding the type of content, the type of thing that fits you and having a, a unique, he calls it a content tilt, right? So my content tilt with sales success stories is this idea that I'm only gonna interview active individual contributors who are at the top of their game. Nobody else is doing that. Still nobody else is doing that, which, which blows my mind, I'm surprised. Um, and so that's this unique angle. And, and then he also suggests you choose one platform, one medium. Don't try and be on Twitter and Instagram and LinkedIn and YouTube and everywhere. Like, no, pick one. Where are you going to focus? Right? So for me, that was the podcast because for me, it's, it was the right medium. It's super intimate. We get to have these really deep conversations and then I'm able to repurpose that into other platforms. But the the core place for me is the, is the podcast. So I, I think as people are listening to this and processing that for themselves, it's what, what's my unique perspective, right? What do I want, want my brand to be? What do I want to be known for? And, and the definition I typically use in this is what, what do other people say about you when you're not in the room? That's your brand. That's what, that's what you're known for, right? So once you have that, okay, what is that primary channel going to be? And if you're in B2B, LinkedIn might be the, the ideal platform. But I think a lot of that is, again, let's talk to people. Let's have conversations. Let's figure out where they are, right? And it makes sense to be where they are. And it makes sense to be in a place that you're really passionate about and interested in right? I'm not a super visual photography image driven guy. So why would I ever try and like crush it on Pinterest or Instagram? Like that doesn't, that doesn't make sense. So you, you need to kind of look at that alignment and figure out what am I good at? What is the right medium? Where are my people? And find that, that right confluence and where all of those things connect. And, and then and then go in, right? Now you've got a really nice narrow focus. You've got a good niche. You understand who your audience is. And, and then I think from there, it's just about patience and consistency. Like this does not happen overnight. I mean, it, it really is. You, you, we've probably heard the, the saying that most overnight success stories take 10 years. Yeah, I think that's so true. I, I think you've got to sort of figure out like what can I commit to that I could do consistently for 10 years. So for me on, on daily sales tips, that's 3,600 episodes. Okay, game on.
0: <laughs> awesome, dude. So if, yeah, that's, that's some really good points. So just driving that home, understanding where your audience is, who your audience is. Um, I like the, like the second point that you said about having a content tilt so having an angle that's you're passionate about and that's going to work for you so in your case it was podcasts probably mine as well as well as doing a bit of video um but understanding i guess what's what's going to work for you and then that brings us into just homing in on one platform um rather than looking at many and many i guess spreading yourself too thin if you're trying to look at all these different channels trying to put out all this content each and every day that's, well,
1: and every platform has its own nuance. And to do it well, you know, takes work to kind of figure out what, what are the algorithms in play? How do you really optimize this? How do you make this work? And and that's why LinkedIn has sort of my become my secondary platform. And that's why I went so deep with the LinkedIn sales stars uh, process. And I'll, I'll share with your listeners, if they just go to top1.fm, there's a link at the top of that page for the LinkedIn sales stars piece. And there's uh, there's a free PDF with 108 tips from 36 LinkedIn sales stars. And the, again, it's for me that the personal brand is pulling out content from the people that are executing on these things at the highest levels. So I found the folks who are doing the best on LinkedIn, right, driving the highest levels of of engagement, and and that PDF. It's not even gated. I,
0: you don't even need to give me your email address to go to go see that. It's just out there. Nice dude, and I've got a friend that keeps bugging me that he's in the list, and he's like, "When are you going to get it, Sam?" So maybe next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll
1: just we'll make sure you're you're on the evaluation list, <laughs> and I I tell folks it's, it's fortunately, thank God, I set it up this way because I I created my own algorithm to measure that, and it is totally numbers based right it's it's not because you lobbied me the most or you sent me wonderful gifts um that's not discouraged but it won't help (laughs) you at all uh it's it's just purely by the numbers which again
0: i'm really glad that i did it that way otherwise i probably would have caused problems for myself in the community that's it that's it cool man (laughs) and then finally once you've chosen that one platform so playing the long game being consistent um and like you said having a 10 year plan making sure you're comfortable doing it for, for the next 10 years or so cool okay um so what might be interesting, which we also talked about pre-discussion, is about relationship building, which I'm guessing has contributed to business development for yourself, building up sales pipeline and getting deals done. Um, so it could be useful to talk about how podcasting has helped that in terms of building new relationships or other platforms that have helped you to build useful relationships in sales and marketing yeah I, a thousand percent
1: so uh, i 'm going to mention another book, and fortunately, other people have kind of written my playbooks here, so Content Inc really guided me and i was okay. I was kind of already down the path, but it really helped solidify some of some of my thinking and codify things. Then James Carberry came along and wrote. I was like, oh my God, this is what I've been doing. This is amazing. Uh, so, James wrote a book called, called Content Based Networking. And, you know, the conversation we had at the beginning, especially from a podcasting perspective or a YouTube channel or anything else, it is really, really hard to build a really meaningful audience and to grow that type of a, of a show. And I, I think as more and more of these things proliferate. I mean, I maintain a list of every active sales podcast I can find, and we're we're due for an update. I'll do one here in the next couple of weeks. There are literally over 200 shows on that list, right? So how do you compete in that space? And and my answer is, you don't. If, If you're focused on that, you're thinking about this wrong. The real power in these things is the relationships you can build through these conversations that you have, right? I mean, Sam, before you reached out to me, if I'm honest, I didn't know, really know who you were, um, and had you cool. reached out to me and said, Scott, I, I want to have, uh, you know, can we set up a 30-minute call, a 15-minute call, I want to talk to you about web choice, I, your odds are, are <laughs> crap, <laughs> 0.
0: But, 0.001%, I imagine.
1: Yeah, exactly. But if, but if you ask me to come on your podcast, here we are. We're going to talk for an hour. And I tell people the magic happens before and after you hit the record button. Because what happens with me, especially on – so I have a third show because I love podcasts – I have a show with my associated with my day job called Inspired Marketing, and I talk with Fortune 500 marketers. And what invariably happens in nearly all of those conversations is, as soon as I stop the recording, they feel this need to unburden themselves because they're recognizing, I work for a big brand, it's well known, I've got a PR team that's probably going to review this. Um, And so they have to be really careful about how much they they share. But as soon as we finish recording, they feel the need to share with me, okay, here's what Scott, here's what I couldn't say publicly about what happened with that situation. And it's just... it it creates this amazing emotional connection. We go very deep and it's the most natural transition to a sales conversation I have ever had because in the course of that conversation, we're going to talk about like, okay, you know, we talked about the challenges that they had getting through to the success that they had in this, in this specific project we're maybe talking about. And then I'm going to ask about, you know, what's next? Where do you guys go from here? What's, what's on the horizon? What's the future look like? And so, as as we're done recording, they're asking me, "Wait, Scott. So as we're working on this next project, isn't isn't that the type of thing that you guys work with, work on, and and that you help with?" And they're they're asking me for advice uh, around their business and how we can help them. It's the most again the most natural transition there ever was. And again, the odds on the front end of me getting a meeting with the traditional sales outreach that is, "Hey, Sam." you know, I want to have this sales conversation. Please, 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 please meet with me. We all know how well that works versus Sam, you're doing some really amazing things. I've, I've seen your work. I've seen the results of some of the things that you're doing. Would you be willing to share some of your story on this inspired marketing podcast? Which yep. one do you think it's a higher return? And, and I, I, again, I, I should have done a much better job of tracking this. But I I would say that my success rate is in the 70 to 80% range, even on a cold outreach, because we've done it before, right? There's a body of work out there that they can look at. Wow. Lots of other fortune 500 brands have been on this show. This, this is relevant and credible, even though the secret is, we don't have a huge audience. doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. (laughs) It's, it's those individual relationships that you're able to build, through these conversations. And then we're going to talk again, because now I'm going to reach out and say, hey, Sam, your episode's live. We're so excited about this. Here's all the things that we're doing to promote it. And it's just another great excuse to, to further build upon that relationship. And, and before you know it, we've, we've got a new partner. We've got a new client.
0: Awesome, dude. No, completely agree. Like I was saying to you before, I pretty much came out of nowhere on the podcast scene in, in January. We're airing towards or well, he- heading towards 50 episodes at the time of recording now. And um, like you say, it's the easiest way I've ever found to, to book a meeting. I think so far I've only had one or two people that haven't responded to me to to book on in terms exactly Exactly. exactly, it's the easiest way to book a meeting and and on that note the the requests for meetings on linkedin especially or demo requests are just getting worse and worse people dming you just say hi sam how are you book 30 minutes on my calendar it's like what are you okay is this a real yeah. sales pitch? Or, yeah. Um, I can
1: see them all coming a mile away now, right? I, it's yeah. it's to the point where I can see in their connection request note that as soon as I accept this, I'm going to get a pitch. I'm like, Nope, let me just ignore that. It's, it's becoming so blatantly obvious. And, and then, you know, if, if, if your style is connect and pitch, right? If you make a connection, Ooh, they accepted my connection. This is where I go in and I ask for that meeting, remove connection. Like, moving on it's it's just it's so the wrong way it's not it's so ineffective it's hurting it's hurting your brand if if, if you're listening to this and you're doing that please for the love of god stop you're killing everything
0: including yourself <laughs> and if you've got any advice scott for people that perhaps aren't as keen on setting up a podcast or perhaps are a bit more limited on time in terms of not necessarily channels, but ways that they can home in on to to generate opportunities in the sales sense.
1: Yeah, and I'm so glad you brought that up because you know a podcast is one of those things like blogs were ten years ago. They're a commitment. It's I I think it's actually worse if you start if you start a podcast and you do ten episodes and then you you stop, right? And and a podcast and a blog and all these many of these different things are are things that you need to be committed to and be consistent around for a very long period of time. So don't overthink it. Set up a Zoom call and and take a snippet of that and share it on a social channel or put it on youtube or anything else. That, here's the thing. It doesn't really matter. I mean a lot of people will say to me, "Well, Scott, you're able to have these big interviews because you already have uh, all you've done all of these other interviews with with other people." I'm like, "Yeah, but the very first person I ever interviewed on sales success stories was the number one account executive at LinkedIn. I didn't. There wasn't even a podcast. It was just an idea, right? There's nothing to show him because he was the first episode. But he said yes, and I've talked to so many people that have gone down this path. It's nobody asks. Well, how big is your audience? It's a question that just doesn't get asked. It's it's a, probably a fair question to be asked. I've never, uh, well, maybe maybe twice, and I've done hundreds of podcast interviews. I've been asked maybe two or three times about my audience size and it wasn't even part of their decision. It was usually more just out of curiosity. So forget all of that. Get out of your own head. Don't be fearful. Find a way that you can do it where it doesn't even need to be a long-term commitment. Just like, hey, I'm I'm creating this short series of impactful interviews with Uh, uh, thought leaders and experts in your space. And your space just happens to be your ideal client profile. It doesn't need to be anything more than that. When I started the LinkedIn sales stars thing, I had this, I'm like, oh, you know, maybe I'll reach out to a handful of people. Half of them will say yes. No, all of them said yes. That's why I had 36 people. I, I think I, I think I asked 40 people, 36 of them said yes. I didn't, there was, there was nothing to point to and say, well, this is exactly what we're going to do. I, I didn't even know in, until we, until we got there, until we started assembling all of, all of the content and all of the tips and realized, holy crud, this is, this is huge. <laughs> there's really, there's really something here. You, you don't need any of that. You, you just start, just ask people, you will be blown away
0: at, at who will be willing to say yes to you. Definitely agree. Definitely agree. And that's that's a nice alternative, really. If you don't want to commit to something as big as an ongoing podcast, just doing simple interviews over Zoom, Skype, whatever it may be, asking a bunch of your ideal customers. And like you say, you'll be surprised as soon as you say, look, I'm doing this show on XYZ. I'd love to, for you to come on, share a little bit about your story, your top tips on this. It'll be no more than kind of 10, 15 minutes. And then I'll promote the heck out of it on social, email, et cetera. So it'll work for you, it'll work for us. And the response yeah. rate is, like you say, through the roof. So it's yeah, yeah, awesome, man. Um, and before we move on, are there any other channels that we perhaps haven't covered, Scott, that have been useful for any of your businesses that you're involved in in terms of a sales or marketing perspective Well, we've covered most of them now? Yeah, but we've, we've covered most
1: of them. And the, the other one that I like to talk about that I, I think a lot of folks don't, don't think about is this idea of creating what I'll call micro communities, right? So this could be as simple as um, in traditional times, and hopefully we get back to that very soon, um, host a dinner right? Bring four people together, right? Maybe, maybe you've got two clients and two prospects and yourself. And, and just the value that you bring by connecting those individuals is massive. Or if you're in a new space, you know, you're a, you're a, a brand new entrepreneur, this is your first time being a CEO, reach out to some other CEOs and, and ask them, hey, what if we got together uh, for, for a short call every other week? Uh, just to help each other and understand what's going on in, in our businesses. Like being that catalyst, being that person that asks is another incredible way to build those relationships. And and what's cool here is, and, and the the way I started doing this is in very early times in my career or when I first came to Austin, I didn't know anybody. I had no value to bring. I'm like, I'm just this random Scott guy. But the value I could bring was bringing these people together. And, and that is extraordinarily valuable. And so just by taking that, taking that action and being that catalyst and, and bringing it together will allow you to develop, again, just a different way to, to build some very, very uh, high-level relationships that you know aren't, aren't probably going to be very responsive to your, hey, we should meet.
0: <laughs> I want to I want to show you a demo. Uh, yeah. yeah, don't don't do that. <laughs> yeah, stay clear of that. So I'm getting a theme of kind of networking from what we've been talking about, Scott, throughout building up relationships, building up an effective network. Um, that then, yeah, means that you you have better conversations. You've, you're generating more brand awareness, and most importantly, if you're if you're in sales or if you're running a business, you're getting more opportunities and uh, more more deals for your pipeline, which is which is awesome. So we've covered some great ground. So, you've started a, or you've got a few businesses of your own, Scott. You've, of course, got the, um, got the conference, the Sales Success Summit as well. So, for anyone that's thinking, or that's tuning in, that's thinking of starting off on their own, or that's recently started their own business or side hustle, have you got any tips or golden nuggets of advice that might help them on their first few steps? You know what
1: what I'll share is my own kind of experience and and perspective, and, and folks can kind of take this for what it's worth. Um, there have been times in my past where I've uh, left uh, a a full-time job to go launch on an on an entrepreneurial venture. Um, and those have failed, mostly because it's so hard you know when when you're starting a business. It's so resource intensive, right? Like you have to pour everything into it. It's a, it's a ton of time. It takes cash. It doesn't give cash. And so my the mistake that I made earlier in my entrepreneurial journey, or kind of at the, at the midpoint, right? So I, I left ADP to go full-time into, into trying to build network in Austin. And okay. it failed because I was trying to feed my family and pay my mortgage from the meager revenues from this fledgling little company and it just it just couldn't get anywhere versus the the approach that i'm taking now is very patiently building sales success media in a way where i've got a great income during the day i've got a great day job and because i don't need to take any cash From sales success media, I can reinvest everything and I can allow it to continue to grow. A, I get to make the best decisions for the business long term every single time because I'm not under any sort of cash pressure. So that's just been my experience, right? If if you're in sort of that, hey, I'm thinking about starting this business or I've got this side hustle going, don't quit your day job. Right, stay stay in that like have that foundation for frankly, as long as you can, especially you know in, in my situation, I, now, I think you do need to be upfront about these things, right? I am extraordinarily cognizant of where my bread gets buttered, right okay. relationship one hired me as a full time employee to generate millions of dollars in new revenue for them every year. That has to be my primary focus right I have to deliver on all of those commitments before I can play with all of this other stuff so fortunately I'm pretty damn good at my job and and that all works out and frankly for me these are really complementary, right I in, in my last review with with my VP of sales he was like oh my god clearly because we've worked together this is our third company together so we've he's seen me over a number of years he's like what you're doing with sales success and these conversations and the community that you've built and the mentors you've, you've created for yourself are are seriously making an impact in what you're able to do and just the quality of you as a sales professional. So it's allowed me to continue to grow and be very, very well-rounded and, and have – it also allows me to be really empathetic to the marketers that I that I sell to all day because I do a little bit of marketing, right? Yes. I understand – what they're doing and the challenges they're facing and what, what you know, ultimately what they're trying to drive and, and deliver to the business. It just makes me better. So my, my advice is be patient. Like don't all in is super, is super dangerous. And if you can find a way to, to build on the side and and really show I've got something that's real, it really has its own momentum and it's, it's generating revenue on its own, uh, you're you're less likely to get crushed and have the boulder roll back
0: down the hill over top of you. <laughs> that's some really sound advice, Scott, and especially more so that it's come from someone that's tried it themselves, and has uh, yeah. has been very humble about what's happened. And yeah, so anyone that's that's tuning in, that's that's thinking of taking a leap, make sure you're you're patient, make sure you've got enough income to to sustain it, or if it means staying in your day job for longer, then that probably makes sense. But yeah, everyone's different. Anyway, Scott, this has been an epic conversation and we've covered some great ground on sales and digital marketing. What we like to ask everyone that comes on is if you could thank just one person, either dead or alive for having a positive influence on yourself, your career, who would that be and why?
1: The, the one person part of that is, is the impossible piece. I mean, there, <laughs> there are so, so many, I, I am, you know, I I think we overthink mentoring relationships as as well. I mean, I I really find that I'm impacted by virtually every person that I talk to. Right? There's something that I'll take from that conversation that that will help me in my thinking and and my growth and and my development. You know, let me just call out a a, a re- more recent friend. I mean, we've we've known each other now for a, a few years, but David Weiss uh, has become just. Truly, a, a core part and pillar of the sales success community. He's uh, he's been to every one of the summits, and in fact, he was he presented at, at both of the first two summits. Um, just such a champion for for the profession, such a student of great sales and continues to learn and, and sales leadership, just just a super incredible guy. And if you go to top1.fm forward slash David-Weiss, like you can do with, with any of my guests, you can find one of his episodes there. There's there's a lot more, but that's a, that's a really good jumping off point. And I'm, I'm just
0: super grateful to him and, and all that he's done for me and for the community at large. Awesome, man. Well, everyone, you've been tuning into Sam's Business Growth Show, where we sit down with business leaders, experts and entrepreneurs from around the globe. We find out their story, how digital marketing has helped along the way and exclusive tips and insights to help you skyrocket your business. Scott, please do tell us a bit more about how people can connect with you, a bit more about your businesses and the best way to get in touch. Yeah, the, the
1: easiest thing, you can go to one place. If you go to top1.fm, so T O P, the number one.fm, you'll basically find everything from there. So the podcasts, the summit, the books, uh, my LinkedIn profile, that's probably the second best place to, to check things out. That's, that's, your, that's your best starting point. And if you listen to this and, and you found some value, I love to just hear from folks. Don't be shy. You're welcome to email me, send, send a note to Scott at
0: top1.fm. I'd love to hear from you and I just mention that you heard Sam and I talk. Thanks very much, Scott. My pleasure, thanks, Sam. Are you tired of constantly hunting for new customers? You could be missing out on regular inbound opportunities all because your website isn't on the first page of Google. Perhaps you're already spending lots of money on advertising, but your website is failing to convert all of your hard-earned visitors into a consistent flow of new customers. If you'd like to learn more about our unusual approach that brings idle clients straight to you, connect with Sam Dunning on LinkedIn or book a free 20-minute consultation via webchoiceuk.com. That's webchoiceuk.com. Subscribe today for more digital marketing, sales, and business growth tips from the experts.